sake. What's up, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of the FFS podcast. This is the big one, the special one, the one that we've all been waiting for, the one that I promised you that I would cover, even though I said that probably our previous one was the last episode. This is the Champions League final between Manchester City and Chelsea. Woohoo! Uh, and it's a very special episode because we are reacting to the match live as well as reviewing this for the video as well as the audio podcast. So I think we'll start with introductions first, then move on to I'll talk to the itinerary for today and then we'll start talking. So let's start off with introductions and let's start with Rahul. Rahul, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? Hey, Brady, thank you for this exclusive, I guess, special show for having us on. For those of you who might not have heard me before on the podcast, I'm Rahul. I'm a Manchester City fan and I've been on many different episodes before, but I think this is probably the biggest one that I'll be a part of. So I'm very, you know, it's a pleasure for me to be here today. Brilliant. <laughs> and next we move on to Shreya. Shreya, welcome back to the podcast and why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? Hi, Pradi. Hi, Rahul. Uh, hi, guys. My name is Shreya. I'm so excited to be here. So I'm from Hyderabad. I've been supporting Chelsea since 2012, but again, since 2018, you could say that. It's been a great run. I'm so excited for tonight. I, I probably want to watch this match, uh, you know, alone, but I couldn't let go of this opportunity. It's, it's definitely a big one for Pradi and FFS, so it's going to be fun. And definitely, it's such a great experience. Yeah, I didn't think I would get a Man City and a Chelsea fan to come on because a lot of fans are actually quite superstitious about watching these games alone. I, for one, would, if it was a Liverpool game, I would definitely have not done this. Okay, I would have said, yeah, it's okay. I'm not going to cover it. I'll cover it post-match. Let's see what happens. But thank you for coming on to this podcast. Okay, so the itinerary is such. We're going to start off with the pre-match talk. Uh, we'll then move on to your halftime review. And then, of course, hopefully, if it doesn't go to penalties and extra time. I say hopefully because I don't want it to be too late. I'm just really tired. Uh, and I know the tensions would really be amped up, but uh, we'll do trophy celebrations and the post-match review. Alright, so I think we've, we've all seen the lineup now, and I think it's time to discuss your thoughts on that. But before we get that, what's the atmosphere like? Both of you, so, I mean, Shreya, what are you feeling right now as a Chelsea fan? First final since 2011-12. What's going through your mind right now? I'm so excited. It's been nine years and, and the finals in 2012 was my second ever match that I'd watched for Chelsea. I was so new to it and watching, uh, missing a lot in between and then coming back and watching this young team under Frank, you know, come up and win the group stages, go ahead with two kill to the final. No matter we win or lose today, I, I'm very proud of my team. They've come so far. Being the underdogs, I do believe we're the underdogs today. Owing to City yeah, having yeah. such a beautiful team, what a lineup. I'm very impressed mm-hmm. and I'm very scared at the same time. Very smart thinking. But yeah, it's just crazy. I, and I'm not that well too, but I think I'm very excited. Yeah, the vaccination symptoms would definitely be affected by the, all the anxiety and the stress that you're going through right now. But hopefully the sheer excitedness will push you through this entire game. And next we've got Rahul. Rahul, I know you're like glued to the screen right now. I know things are going on. But as a Manchester City fan, what's what's going through your mind right now? I think in terms of what Shreya said, you know, just about the team itself, I think really happy to be sitting here. You know, it's, it's, a, it's actually a very surreal experience 
and i think more than about more than the result i think it's just about you know taking everything in the the occasion itself you know the atmosphere in the stadium i think it's absolutely brilliant that we we have fans in the stadium however many because you know football is nothing without the fans and and i think just to be sitting here to witness a champions league final you know for a city team who 20 years ago 25 years ago were in the third or fourth year of of english football and you know come up like this and and reach today reach a champions league final is is very huge for me uh, i'm very proud of this team i don't see i've given this a lot of thought if we lose we will by no means have a bad season because we won two trophies but uh, you would obviously want to add this one to your cabinet because this is the one we've been chasing so you know hopefully it, it turns out to be good awesome okay let's now get to lineups and we'll start with manchester city because their lineup is something that's quite different we spoke about pep guardiola's he's resisted tinkering with the squad for so long in this competition something that he hasn't done in the previous competition but he saved it probably for the final where he's gone with what can only be described as a either a 4-2-4 or a 4-1-5 which is one of the most attacking sort of lineups that i've seen in a champions league final for a while now so what are your thoughts on that the one thing uh, i had in mind when i woke up today was i don't want to be scratching my head one hour before the game but that's exactly what happened right i mean see a lot of players we were expecting are playing but obviously the biggest change being that he's technically put in an extra attacker instead of say the central defensive midfielder because you've got both Fernandinho and Rodri on the bench which is very confusing i i'm guessing he might have noticed something in the way chelsea play because we played them twice earlier under tuchel the the analytics team might have seen all the videos of how they played uh, the season in the champions league so he might have noticed something and i was reading a few of you know pep's quotes before the game and uh, it just seemed to be one of those where you know he's like we will try to score as many goals as possible and then you know kind of try to shore it up with fernandinho and rodri in the second half if if need be you know try to kind of preserve that lead which is a very unpep like approach is what i can put it as but he's going all out all for basically it. yeah it's it's like playing an ultra attacking formation on on fifa but yeah but the thing is on this stage at this point in time i have to believe in my manager i have to believe in my team i know that maybe fans on twitter are going wild about why he's chosen this team or or why raheem sterling who's had a terrible season uh, why he's playing in, in such a big game see i don't know i want to trust pep i want to trust the team the boys have come a very long way and you know it's it's one more game so hopefully they can get things done and i was just telling pradi uh, before the show that if we win he's called a genius and if we don't win then you know it's the whole overthinking saga again so i don't know how to how i'll deal with the, with it as a city fan but i'm hoping you know that this works out right and freya now moving to chelsea the lineup's pretty okay but the one thing is two goalkeeper backups i'm suppose i suppose that's to compensate one is for mendy mondi getting injured and the other one i suppose is for penalties where caballero's been so successful with that but overall what do you make of the lineups any surprises there no i'm actually not that surprised i'm pretty happy i wanted verner uh, i wanted a verner mount and you know kai right up there and that's what happened i didn't want polisic to start i think he's a super sub of the bench and yeah I, i'm happy with the lineup i'm i'm not that surprised i'm glad uh, it's kante and georgi in the mid and th- that that'll be good enough because sova's just come back from a recovery and i again think he'll do good as a sub 
So yeah, pretty decent lineup. Perfect. All right. Uh, I Sorry, think, uh, I yeah. don't want to cut you off, but I just read somewhere on Twitter that so Man City have played sixty games this season, and fifty nine of them have seen either Rodri or Fernandinho or both of them. So yeah, yeah, Fernandinho starting started all right. There's only one game where both of them haven't started, and it's it's literally the biggest game. You can say our season. You can say our history. You can say whatever you want. I mean, yeah, it's definitely of your recent history. Definitely one of your biggest games. I'm sure you'd have had other momentous occasions before that, but this definitely in recent history, especially since the takeover, this has probably been your biggest challenge. Uh, okay, I think we should just probably move on to predictions, and it's something that will be fun to kind of go back on later on. But Shreya, what do you predict? Can I not predict? I just want to predict the score. I don't want to predict the winner. It'll be a two. Sure, fair. It'll enough. be two one. Okay, so pretty. So end to end stuff, late winners. Yeah, what are yeah. you gonna? Le- no, I don't know. I don't know, but <laughs> it's going to be two one. <laughs> so exciting. Okay, uh, Rahul. I don't want to spoil the party, but I, I don't. I can't predict. Like for me, it's not possible to predict. Okay, what type of match? Think, yeah, I'll just come to that. I think the way these defenses have been uh, over the season, you know, especially Chelsea, the way Tuchel changed it from a back four to a back five, and obviously City's defense, you know. Diaz and Stones and everybody. I have been thinking about the game, and over the two last two three days, I've actually come to think of it as as you know very pragmatic affair. Like my friends who who've had their teams in Champions League finals have told me how cagey these games can be. You know because your focus is obviously on scoring, but you're more focused on not conceding. Yeah, because yeah. that's that's more important, right? And you can look at the last couple of finals, like PSG Bayern Munich was a one nil. Um, Liverpool Spurs for a large part was one nil. Like, you know till the end when when it became 2-0 so it could be kg but i think as soon as the first so the first goal as always will be crucial but as soon as that goes in i think everything's going to open up okay i'm still going to push you for a number here i think see just give me a number one thing i don't want is penalty shootouts because oh, yeah. for me honestly <laughs> even if see losing on penalties no, is no that even i don't want don't yeah, want like, penalties without penalties Losing on penalties is very heartbreaking. Like it happened with Manchester United, and I don't want it to happen with either Chelsea or us. So I think probably a one nil or a two one, but yeah, you know, I think it'll be close to that score. Listen, as a neutral, I really don't want it to go to extra time penalty. I just want to get some nice good <laughs> sleep. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think it's going to be like you mentioned a KG affair. I think it will start being a very end to end stuff because of the attacking force of both. I think though. Large part of the game might be played in midfield for the first half, at least. I think that both teams will struggle to get to the final third and do something there. But I could be wrong. You know, this today has been a day where goals have gone in quite fast in you know the championship playoff finals and I think the, even the Bundesliga promotion playoff or whatever they call it. So you know, it's in today could be that kind of day where you know you just have goals galore. And this game does definitely has the potential, but it's all about Chelsea can take their chances or Man City can take their chances. It depends on who. And yeah, it's just going to be exciting fun. So I guess that's about it for this pre-match talk. Uh, I think what we're going to do is now, I suppose, take a break before we get ourselves sorted out before the first whistle gets blown and the teams come out and before all of that. So. Yeah, so to those of you who are listening to this podcast or who are watching this video, I guess that's about it for this pre-match talk. I'll catch you all in the first half reactions. See you. Awesome. So that's the first half done. Chelsea find themselves 1-0 up. 
courtesy a goal from Mr. Kai Havertz in the 42nd or 43rd minute of the game. It was quite an exciting first half. Nervous to start with and that was always expected. But I think we should just talk to our guests on this podcast and hear what they thought of it. So Shreya, let's start with you because you're obviously going into this second half leading 1-0. What did you make of it? I'm so excited. I mean, to be very honest, we started off a little sloppy. City had um, a set up a very good attack against us. And I mean, going into this first 45, we should have been two up. Uh, I'm a little bit disappointed of how, again, Werner's not been clinical. But I won't complain. I I really don't want to complain. City has been great. Uh, they have defended well. But that slip-up, I think, you know, that could have been avoided by... But I really wanted Havertz to start and I believed in him and he scored one for us uh, right at the 42nd minute, which is, again, a very big boost going into the second half. I'm very sad uh, about Thiago getting subbed yeah. off due to his injury. That's a blow. But let's see. I, I, we, can, we can do it in the second half as well. Awesome. Let's get to Rahul. Rahul, uh, your thoughts on this? Uh, of course... You seem quite downtrodden by it. But what did you make of that first half? But just before I go, I, I mean, I just read this again. Like, Kai Havertz is the first player to score in his first UEFA Champions League final. Since guess who? who? Mr. Mr. Ilkay Gundogan in 2013. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> to put it that way. And, and what's so frustrating is Kai Havertz even wears my favourite number. And I can't, like... Anyway, see, the thing is... We talked about the whole overthinking aspect before the game. A lot of it has come to, uh, you know, the four in this half. See, I don't think we have been that bad. Like, you know, when we're attacking and all that, we got our chances. But I would like to say that Chelsea have been the better team. Like, they've exploited a lot of space on the wings that, that I was worried about. Uh, especially on Chilwell's side, I think there's been a lot of space that side. You know, Chilwell, Mount, sometimes even Kai Havoch or Werner, whoever's in that pocket sort of running riot, which has been very bad for us. And the problem with that is I don't think a CDM solves that problem. Like, having a CDM will not cut off the space on the wings. Right? They're going to still attack. Yeah. What the CDM is going to do is probably help us get a little bit more, you know, get us more numbers in those defensive areas. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe that makes the change. Maybe it doesn't. Yeah, yeah uh, in terms of the formation, I, I I do see your point. But I also feel like having the CDM allows at least Zinchenko to play in his natural position, thereby yeah. having that back four that probably, you know, you can keep it quite tight-knit. Because here we saw a lot of space between your two centre-backs and that's what led to the goal, right? That defence-splitting pass by Mason Mount and Havertz was just free after that. So much of space. I I agree also in the sense that, yeah, I mean, City had some of the ball, especially during, I think, 15 to probably 48 minutes. They did have a lot of possession. They were attacking. They had a couple of chances, but I, I completely agree with in terms of the number of chances, like clear cut chances. I think Chelsea definitely had it. Uh, yeah, I mean, like they should be like they should be like three 0 up at least because the chances yeah. that Werner's had and and you know obviously the goal that from Havertz. Yeah. Um, uh, that's see... something that's something that Chelsea will have to be a little wary of the fact that you know they only one 0 up. It's not done yet. I the thing is, Chelsea. see, I yeah, where should be <laughs> something for Chelsea is and for us is this Chelsea team is next to impregnable, right? At least that back line. We've seen them concede so less. Like, just they just don't concede, right? The goal with, they concede to Arsenal. With Thiago. With Thiago Silva there. I know, but yeah. I don't I don't see, like, 
I don't see why Christensen can't do it. Like, you know, he's he's a good. Like, no, he they, can. They, he can. Uh, yeah, they he love him. Player and also he's pretty. Good. The thing is, they haven't conceded. They don't concede. Like they conceded to Arsenal because of a mistake. They conceded to City because of a mistake. They, you know, and they're not. They, I I don't know who will make the mistake or if it if it'll ever happen. But Chelsea look very good defensively, and you know, I think the thing is, I don't know how I put this up. I thought we had our best half. when we played psg in that first like second half when we scored two when we won it down uh, and it was a very similar situation like we should have been 3-0 4-0 down by half time but we won and we're going to have to do better than that as well today like so i just i don't i don't know yeah whatever said and done i think this obviously the half time talk team talk would have changed given that chelsea got that goal quite late on so it's going to be interesting to see how chelsea and city come out i i know chelsea are probably going to you know hold back as they always do keep try and maintain that lead and i don't kind of think so i mean i'm very 50 50 on it we might not want to just win it like an easy one nil we might go in for some tries of course but yeah, yeah no i'm not, not saying you you'll park the bus but mm, yeah we won't still, park the bus yeah it'll still be that you'll try and defend it and when opportunities arise you'll you'll counter attack them and then you you can score yeah, from yeah. city's perspective it, it'll just be try and bombard chelsea as much as possible and hope that either rudiger or christensen or someone make a mistake because you know phil foden had a chance glorious chance didn't make it you know crazy save by rudiger there's been some last minute yeah. dastard tackles by both sides and yeah i, I mean it's going to be insane to see you know what what's, what's the most interesting thing the fact that if uh, you know we can blame pep for the selection right we can we can say that he he didn't play a proper cdm or whatever i actually don't think it mattered like i've already made the point that i don't think it would have mattered anyway because our cdms are going to run on the flanks and try like you know see those to block those crosses or whatever so true but rahul like if the cdms there it leaves zinchenko to cover oh, yeah. those flanks so i mean at least those flanks are covered by someone rather than have three defenders only who are so wide apart and then that allows kai havertz and reese james and everyone to just cut in and then you have space in between so that's the difference i think an additional midfielder would do but that would mean sacrificing someone in attack also to be keep in mind uh, gundogan is on a yellow card and so should that's something that chelsea could like probably focus on you know something that they could target someone who they could target if they get him sent out that's uh, an additional thing for chelsea yeah but whatever said and done i mean it's going to be an interesting second half i feel like it's possible I, but uh, these players are usually professional enough to know that you know they don't have to make a foul true but like we mentioned i mean some of these fouls that the referees probably given are quite you know just slight touches not really hard fouls so you know a couple of those slight touches on to the referee yeah, in, in uefa yeah in the sense that you don't want to kind of give a referee the excuse to give a second and just FYI, if he gives a second yellow, there's no VAR to overturn it. Yeah. Unlike if he gives a first red, so second yellows are not overturned. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So if he gets a second yellow, you can't kind of ask a VAR where are you to this thing. So you'll have to take it. So that's all the danger for now. Uh, but yeah, I hope you uh, enjoyed this halftime review. Uh, you can catch our reactions to the second half, which will be shortly there on video. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, you can hear our full time review shortly. Okay, I guess that's about it for our halftime review. I'll catch you all later. See you. 
All right. So welcome now to what is the post-match review for this Champions League final. If you've watched the Champions League final and you know what the score is, I'm I'm anyway going to say spoiler alert. But in the end, it was Chelsea one, Manchester City zero. Chelsea win the Champions League final for the first time since 2012. And what a game it was! It was packed with drama. You know, a lot of injuries, a lot of near misses from both sides. And a lot of talking points. And I guess that's what it's going to lead to. And to help me delve into this, we've got the same two guests who we've had throughout this entire entire journey or this entire Champions League game. We've got Rahul and Shreya. So I guess we'll start with Rahul first because unfortunately he was on the losing side of this game. Rahul, commiserations to you and any Manchester City fan listening out there. But I just want to get your final thoughts on this. What did you make of it and where do you think it all went wrong? I don't... I think there's many factors there. I mean, obviously, the rival fans will be sort of going after Guardiola for the team selection and, and I understand why you would do that. You know, he tinkered with what wasn't broken. You know, he tried to fix something that wasn't broken. But, you know, I, I think even in the grand scheme of things, I don't think this overthinking really would have mattered because I think Chelsea were really good uh, throughout the full 90. There were many moments when, you know, it almost looked like they were going to score with every attack. You know, that's so much space down the wings still while Reese James, I think. Uh, when they started getting into the game, it was very dangerous. From Chelsea, obviously, they scored the goal with Havertz. We also had our chances. We created a little bit here and there. I don't think we tested Mendy as much as we would have liked, obviously. But in the end, I think we fell short and See, it's it's very heartbreaking, but I have to, you know, kind of get back up, kind of think about the fact that we did win two trophies this season. You know, we, we're still champions of England, that Carabao or whatever. I mean, it's still two trophies. Um, we've qualified for next season's Champions League. Hopefully, you know, we can come back stronger, take this on the chin. You know, there have been English champions before who have lost their first final and they've come back to win the Champions League when, when they've made the final next time. So, hopefully, that can happen soon enough. But... Uh, yeah, I think all congratulations to, to Thomas Tuchel and, and what he did with the Chelsea side. Um, you know, getting N'Golo Kante back to that top-level form that he that we saw him at, you know, when, when he was at Leicester and, and even that first season at Chelsea. Also, players like Rudiger, who, who might not have been in the Frank Lampard system, you know, to, to sort of get them back and make them so strong. Um, I feel like it's massive, um, you know, kudos to, to Thomas Tuchel. And uh, for him, I think personal journey because he didn't win it last year. You know, he he had to take that heartbreaking defeat to Bayern Munich. Um, but he's come back with a different team, with a with a much more equipped Chelsea side, who you know showed that they're capable of beating literally any side in the world. So, congratulations to Chelsea. Heartbreak for us, um, but I think you know you it's it's gonna it's gonna sting. I don't know for how many days, but. Uh, I hope we, you know, we'll next season maybe, you know, give it another go. Um, try to take it one step at a time like we did this season. I think we must try to think of the positives from this game. Um, although we did concede badly, you know, we've we've got a good team that's that's getting ready for the next five years. We've got young defenders, young, um, you know, forwards. I know Foden uh, might not have had the impact he wanted to today, but, you know, he'll definitely go on to become a great player. Uh, later, also on that matter, Mason Mount, you know, I think just proving to the world uh, what kind of a player he is. 
you know, from being teacher's pet to to now becoming that sort of player who is, he's he's you know he's just twenty two and and you know he's he's going to gone on to show that he can do it on the biggest stages at at any time. Scored against Real Madrid, scored against Man City. Sorry, assisted against Man City. So yeah, I think this Chelsea team is also getting ready. But uh, I hope that the City team you know can sort of go on next season maybe give it another go. But yeah, full congratulations to Chelsea and. Uh, Before we get to that, Shreya. <laughs> We've seen the scenes right now at uh, the Estadio de Dragao, and of course, you know, Tuchel smi- with all smiles, Mason Mount crying, and the fans going berserk is always brilliant when you have fans there. Take me through your thoughts, and what did you make of that entire final? Yeah, I'm I'm out of words. Like I, with that performance, I wasn't looking at a win as such in the beginning. It looked a little dicey. and i i think how we went in as underdogs and somehow we outperformed city in a few areas handing it over to kante and you know the midfield and the back being absolutely strong but uh, yeah i mean city i i expected a lot more out of them too uh, it werner's been poor that's been so visible it's it's not even been saved this last match he, he's been poor here as well but uh, that one goal and then somehow we just kind of had to keep defending defending keep the ball and we got it done it's been such a ride like and the pressure was on us when we almost didn't make top 4 yeah. for yeah. you know the champions league again so there was a pressure on us thanks i i have to say this i i i hate tottenham but i we got to thank tottenham too so uh for that spot otherwise yeah it was a huge pressure for us to win this and go again to next year but uh, what a great game and it 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 uh, credit to frank for for sending the team getting to the group stages as i've said before and then tukel coming fixing the back fixing the mid and i i hope that next season we go in stronger with more clinical finishes and you know better better shots at target better better goals coming in the number of goals increasing with the depth that we have we have a young team again i'm so proud of this young team we have a few good leaders and a bunch of youngsters it's it's been surreal uh, it's been great yeah I, i definitely and also i think like you mentioned i was about to bring up frank lampa this all could not have been done without the initial groundwork that frank lampa has done with the likes like crown mention of mason mount you have your tammy abrahams people who've all contributed at several points throughout this campaign and i keep forgetting how young this chelsea squad is actually when you look at the wingers the attacking players they it's really very concerning for teams like us out there because that's something that and, you know chelsea can and then can, we have people like silva at the back and yeah. you know like the age gap yeah and they're real leaders it's not just that they're old people they're the real leaders who can kind of mold your team and your and teach the youngsters and like you mentioned about you know having to win this in order that top 4 there was that struggle of oh should we concentrate on top 4 and you've made it to top 4 by the skin of your teeth you won the champions league i for one actually was really glad that we came uh, liverpool came third and not fourth because i knew somewhere in my mind and i if you listen to my previous podcast episode i have said it before i said you know chelsea have lost two i think the third third time could be your charm and that's why i didn't want liverpool to come fourth because i knew at some level there was this I think I had a, one of those podcasts before where this guy had listed out all the coincidences that happened in 2012. Oh that my god! 
So I was like, not only believing that, but I also had a feeling given your recent history against Man- Manchester City, you beat them twice. So all of that combined, I had that little feeling that you, it, you could pull it off. Not to mention that it worked out that you did wear your old kit and not the new kit. So that <laughs> obviously worked in your favor. But Rahul, you know, it's a sad thing for Sergio Aguero to have not you know, accomplished everything you know, he had set out to because we know for a while now he'd been eyeing this Champions League final. He'd also made it, this trophy, sorry. And he had made it clear that he would only leave City when he'd won it. And I thought this year would be that year. A word on how, what a servant he's been for the club and, you know, what does the future now hold for Pep Guardiola? He already mentioned right in the press conference that he wasn't going to leave regardless of uh, what the result would be, you know, if he lose or win. Um, see, I'm disappointed, but we, like I said, in the grand scheme of things, as, as a Man City fan, you can't be disappointed this season. You know, like, with the start we had, um, you know, turning it around in the Premier League. Um, and, you know, I just, I just was wondering, to be involved in a quadruple race till mid-April, you know, finally getting then losing to Chelsea in both competitions. But to, to be in that sort of position, I think, is a really good achievement for us. To win, our, like, two out of four possible trophies uh, is great. So, I think what Pep has to do is just, you know, maybe... See, I don't think there's there's much to change, right? You you got your team selection wrong in the final, made made a change here and there. For Aguero, just in terms of Aguero also, we, we have to remember that he didn't want to leave the club, but it was a very difficult decision for, for both the club and Aguero to sort of part ways because he is a club legend, but he's also someone who is now 33 or 34 and doesn't have the legs for the Premier League, you know, or we don't know if he does, right? He's had injuries. Um, and everything. We didn't want to part with him, but we had to take the difficult decision, you know, to to kind of uh, tell him to to leave and everything. So yeah, it's, it's heartbreaking that he didn't leave uh, with a Champions League trophy. But you know, again, just looking at the positives, I don't think he could have had a better farewell than he did in the Premier League um, to to sort of come on uh, in the final 20 minutes and score those two goals to break Rooney's record. I don't think he could have had a better end uh, to his Premier League career. So I'm really happy for him about that. Obviously, heartbroken here. I do. I didn't think I would see Aguero cry, but you know it had to happen eventually uh, when we lost. But yeah, it's it's a difficult one to take. I mean, all I can say is is good luck to to you know the probably City's greatest ever player who has given us our moments of magic, uh, whether it be 2012 or every single goal he scored since. You know, it's goodbye. It's, it's a huge thank you from a City fan from someone who has seen him evolve, seen him down, come back up from someone who's just, for me, and, you know, I think a lot of people will disagree here, but for me, he has been the greatest striker in the Premier League. I don't, I don't see how anyone comes to, yes, you can make, you know, arguments about whoever else, you know, Shearer, Henri, Rooney and everyone, but he still holds the best minutes to goal ratio in the Premier League. I think he's the best striker I've seen in terms of finishing and everything, be it like, an angle on the near post. You've seen him score so many times from there. You know, he did it against Liverpool. He did it against United. He's, I think, yeah, for me, it's just, I can only say thank you for what he's given to the club. And similarly to Pep, you know, I know he's not leaving, but I just want to say thank you for what he's given us this season. As a Man City fan, I didn't think he had it in him to turn it around in the Premier League. We were eighth uh, on Christmas. And, uh, you know, all that time I was just hoping for a Champions League spot, but to get the team together, to find a way 
to to you know play with the sort of system we have to remember we still played without a striker almost throughout the season right to to kind of find that system is is massive and it's heartbreaking it's disappointing but at the end of the day i have to be courteous in defeat and you know we we'll go again next season it's it's okay you know it's time for the players to focus on the euros and hopefully you know we we go again next season because you know next season is going to be crazy with liverpool's players back uh chelsea the way have, the way they've become i think it's a good time for or maybe you know thomas tuchel could be the first manager who doesn't get sacked after 18 months or months in charge right? yeah. he's put a very good foundation in place there's a very strong core there and they'll only get better with the new signings they make so i think next season will be good next season will be great but i think the night is for us to reflect for them to celebrate and kudos to chelsea perfect couldn't have said it better myself but shreya i think you know you've won the champions league like i mentioned during the reaction you have a shot now at the super cup a, a cup that you lost to us liverpool a couple of years ago and that also means that you are next year competing for a whole load of trophies which includes i think the premier league you'll have the fa cup league cup super cup club world cup so you have all these so mm. the fans and everyone will be looking at tuchel's chelsea side to really go at it uh, it's the same thing that we is something that we faced as well when we won the champions league so how confident are you and how how many pieces more left in the jigsaw puzzle to for the chelsea side to compete on all fronts yeah i mean um, we have we do have a lot of cups and to to i next season and tuchel's going to stay uh, he's happy i've i've read a lot of uh, articles as well he wants to stay he'll he'll probably get it extended definitely i think yes we do need a clinical striker i i think all these days i was uh, denying the fact we need someone new uh i think i was fine with this team but no I, we cannot have these scares for all the cups that we i next season we'll definitely lose out on quite a couple of them if we go ahead with the same team so i think just yeah there's a lot of there's pretty much a lot of dead wood to get rid of i'd, I'd look at that first and then you know uh get in a clinical striker i, I i'm not the person who is going to say i i want declan rice and you know stuff like that i definitely want someone mm-hmm. like a or definitely like a lukaku or something that's more important right now uh, that should be the priority and i think we are good to go we are good to go just i'm not even writing off the germans they've been good emo i i believe he can get better uh, so i think he will uh, under tukil there's a chance there's definitely a chance and i think we'll go great next uh, i just want to mention that yeah there's all the talk about chelsea buying a new striker right like halens in the conversation Lukaku's in the conversation. I mean, Chelsea fans will obviously know better than me, but I feel like you know maybe next season is the chance to give Timo Werner his opportunity, like you know, to to properly unleash him. I know he's had a bad season, but even then, I don't think. See, he's not finished off chances, but he's been excellent when running into the channels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think, see, okay, maybe you do need a striker at the end of the day, but if Chelsea buy another striker, no. that could actually be a big dent in Timo Werner's confidence because he was supposed to be the man who was going to do big things for Chelsea right so maybe give him another chance i don't know i I'm no i also add on to that i mean i i think we still have a few academy boys that you know tukil could try out on also i've read articles where tukil's happy with kalamatsan adoy and there's been a lot of talk that he'd want to leave i'm not sure about that again but uh, if he works on kalamatsan adoy if he gets a little discipline in him he'd be doing wonders at chelsea and 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 i 
do want to see a few players from the development squad forgetting the name something with him and um, this timo anjuren and you know people like that uh, kids like that coming up and working under tukil i think that would be such a save you know with the spending we wouldn't have to spend uh, or splash money on a striker but again i i can't say anything can happen like and also to add to that it's like i think jiru and tammy abram could find themselves also you do actually need a second sort of striker you can't just rely on one person like timo werner so i know it could be damaging if you get a huge big name striker because timo werner could find himself yeah 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 that's uh, a good rahul maybe but but then but then the other way of looking at it is you need to have a plan b of sorts you can't just have timo always running so jiru was that plan b or tammy was that plan b but if both are going out you do yeah, need someone like yeah tammy's been totally sidelined and yeah jiru <laughs> yeah so probably leave to italy exactly so you kind of do need a striker and timo will be fine because there are a lot of games like i mentioned there's some five cup competitions that you'll be exactly. part of exactly i mean you can have a a b team and like how city have like you know they literally yeah. can be two separate teams and play games exactly i mean like aguero didn't find himself too much bothered by jesus but that's also i guess because aguero was injured at times but yeah it's it's possible you could always have that so yeah i guess i should probably leave you uh sure to enjoy the occasion and rahul i think i should put you out of your misery and call it a day but thank you both rahul and shreya for coming on here on this podcast and for the special very special episode i hope you had a fun time i hope you it's this is something that you enjoyed and i hope that we could have you on for similar such podcast if we were to do it in the near future that was so much fun pradi and thanks rahul it was fun playing against you guys Yeah But thank you for having me I uh, I would just like to end by saying that thanks for this stream like I you know we were very, I was very unsure about this because you know I don't really like doing my reactions on camera but thanks Pradi for for having this arranged tray of being a great guest um and your congratulations Chelsea again yeah see it's not my place to be saying this but we'll see you next <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean we'll take it you you guys are champions of england we'll be champions of europe for a bit but we'll come back next season let's see it's going to be very exciting definitely say that perfect all right and to those of you who've been listening to this entire podcast or to those of you who've been watching this entire reaction video i hope you had fun i hope we've somewhat entertained you and i hope you've enjoyed how many ever minutes this has been and if you do like the football content that we've been putting out before and if you do like this new format or this special type of video and if you want to see more of this please do let me know uh you know we can always look into it either for next season or something like that and yeah i guess that's about it for this very special episode which also i think happens to be episode number 34 of the ffs series i'll catch you all next season i guess that's about it for this particular podcast for now to all chelsea fans once again congratulations enjoy the night and rahul i think it takes 4 days to recuperate i've had that feeling so <laughs> don't worry but yeah i mean exciting times ahead i think i mean city still won a couple of trophies so that's some solace anyway but i guess we'll catch you all soon and i can't wait to host you so until next time you all stay safe That's it for me and that's it for this particular special episode. I'm your host Pradi once again. You stay safe and see you.